want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Um, I'm Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres. And as always, if you're interested in applying to be part of one of my upcoming books to become a co-author, head on over to MoneyMattersTopTips.com and click on Become an Author. Uh, really excited for my guest today. Um, one of the things that stuck out about this guy, I, I pull up his, uh, his his bio, his background. Of course, we have a TEDx speaker on here. This guy is going to be on fire. <laughs> I know it. You can you can just see it in this picture. So I have uh, Chad Carotis. He's the uh, he's a luxury real estate agent with Beecham and Company. Um, Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to kind of get into what you do, get into your background. I mean, I know you have a strong tech background. I also know that you're in you're in real estate, which has always been an interest of yours. Um, let's just start, though. Uh, let's just start with a little bit about your background. Like, what are some of your inspirations of, of getting into business? Sure. So, you know, I as cliche as this sounds, I definitely was bitten by the entrepreneurial bug um, from, you know, around the middle school time and, you know, while I was in middle school, that also happened to be, you know, it was like 2006, 2007, 2008. Um, so it was kind of the peak of the economy, then the pit of the economy. And kind of watching my family and my, you know, dad and all those people adapt to the, you know, the hardships that that presented, I kind of sat down and thought that, you know, I never want to go through this again. I want to be able to create my own reality and create a situation to where, you know, I'm I'm not dependent on, uh, you know, a, a, an employer or, you know, a corporation or anything like that. I want to go out and make, you know, eat, eat what I kill, so to speak. Um, so from there, I mean, I really just started hustling. And, um, you know, it was, I would babysit, which was always my favorite thing because you'd sit around and eat, you know, everyone, eat, eat their snacks and get paid 15 <laughs> bucks an hour in cash, which was great. Um, you know, so I mean, I do babysitting and then I would go, you know, find people that wanted to sell, you know, because I'm a big car guy. Um, and I would go and find people that wanted to sell their cars and I would offer to sell, you know, their car on Craigslist. And I'd say, you know, say they wanted $10,000 for their car. I would price it at thirteen or $14,000. So that way I had, you know, four grand to negotiate and I would just keep everything over $10,000 and that was our, you know, agreement. So I did that a couple of times. Um, you know, I bought and sold broken iPhones and just kind of every single thing, you know, to make a dollar, I, you know, I was interested in. Um, and I was doing that and um, around when I was 16-ish, I was like, all right, you know, it's time for a real, well, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but a, a real job. Um, you know, I had friends that were working, you know, doing the, the Smoothie King thing. I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. Um, but I kind of have always had that mentality of if you shoot high, you'll land somewhere, you know, off your feet. Um, may, may not be where you shot, but it's somewhere, you know, somewhere different. So what I did is I wrote down a list of everything that I'd be remotely interested in doing. And these things, I mean, they were ridiculous. Um, I mean, they were, I wrote private jets, you know, um, just hedge funds, uh, you know, these ridiculous things that no one would hire a 16-year-old to do. Um, and then what That's I did awesome. is I reached out, you know, so I Googled it and I made a list. There were hundreds exactly. 
Um, and I made a list of all these different, you know, there's private equity firms, hedge funds, private jet brokerages, you know, yacht companies. I mean, the most absolutely ridiculous things, you know, to, to anyone, it would look like an absolute waste of time. Um, and then I started reaching out to these people and, um, out of the 99 people that I reached out to, I got one response. And that one response was from someone who has absolutely changed my life to this day. Um, her name is Lisa Centers McDermott and she owned a, or owned a, a private aviation company um, in Atlanta. So she had worked with Warren Buffett, you know, when he was doing NetJets, and then she went off and started her own company. So she would sell charters and, you know, general private aviation consulting services. And, um, you know, we were kind of doing a cat and mouse thing. So I reached out to her. I was like, look, I'm hungry, you know, and ambitious. And, you know, this is something that's really interested in me. And she, you know, you know, replied and was like, okay, you know, reach out in a month. So a month to the day, you know, I reached back out and she said, mm, now's not a good time. Reach out, you know, in a couple of weeks. So I did, you know, to the day. She didn't know and who she was finally, dealing with. She didn't know. Oh, she, she did didn't. not know she, she had that Coronis on the line. She thought she was going to brush you off. And there's a big <laughs> lesson in his story right here, everyone. She didn't say no. Notice that. She said, follow up. Go ahead. Finish. I had, I had to bring Absolutely. that lesson out. I can't let that one go. No, no, absolutely. And that is an absolute, excuse me, um, a fundamental thing that I have learned. Um, hold on, I'm so sorry. I did it. Sorry. Um, anyway, so, you know, basically, eventually, you know, she, I had gotten in contact with her and she said, all right, if you just come to the office and I talk to you for a little bit, will you leave me alone? So I said, absolutely, you know, see you there. Um, so I went to her office and eventually sat down and, you know, we were talking for hours and, um, you know, absolutely just hit it off. And to this day, um, I mean, I talked to her almost, you know, every single week and she moved to Naples. But basically what she had said to me is it was the persistence that stood out to her, um, you know, and the fact that when she had kind of given me an ambiguous answer that I had was was persistent in saying, let me help. Let me do this, please. This is what I want to do. Um, and that's what hit I guess, close the deal. So what I did is uh, I worked a couple days a week while I was in high school. I would drive about 45 minutes down, you know, to a, a private airport in Atlanta. And um, I would literally cold call clients, you know, or really, honestly, just people with money um, in LA and Las Vegas. And the reason why I did that is because, you know, I would have to do the afternoons after school. And because they had a three hour time difference, you know, that was a little bit earlier, I had an extra three hours in the day. So it's almost like, you know, if I started at 3 p.m., I was really like starting at noon. Um, you know, so I started doing that and that was super exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, kind of, and that was honestly the coolest job a 16, 17 year old could have. I mean, between the people that I was able to meet, the connections that I made, um, and the general mentorship, you know, that Lisa had provided me, I mean, is absolutely invaluable. And kind of from there, um, you know, an opportunity presented itself in the tech startup space. So, um, you know, I kind of did that, did the whole, you know, raise, uh, you know, investor investor money with a B2B SaaS and, you know, grew and scaled that. And then, um, you know, dabbled in crypto, um, made a, a nice return there. And, um, yeah, then we got back and, you know, now we're developing an app that makes meeting people online safer. Um, and you know, that, that whole time I was, you know, involved in real estate as well, which I'm kind of coming full circle to. So it is an absolute mouthful of the background. <laughs> it's always a loaded question. No, I, I love it. And, um, and that, that's absolutely amazing. So 
most people at 16, heck, most people at 25, at 30, at 35, um, would are, that are listening to at 45 that are listening to this right now are like, wait a minute. Um, that's like their worst nightmare to cold call rich people that you don't know about, about oh, anything. Oh, my, I mean, I have it's had, so I interesting. Have had every, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and honestly, to, like right now, you know what I do, honestly, that would probably propel my business so much, but I don't know, for some reason I have brass balls when I was 16 and, um, yeah, I mean, I would do it, and people. I mean, I've heard everything. You know, when I pick up the phone, and it's hello, Mr. Chairman, blah 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 blah. You know, it's like, don't call me again. Take me off the plane. <laughs> you know, and then out of the next. But one thing Lisa had told me that sticks to me to this day is that you have to reach out to a hundred people. For every hundred people, ten will be interested, and for out of those ten, you will close a deal on one. I mean, you know, so it's a, it's a one percent close rate. You know, when you're reaching out without prior relationships, but still. I mean, it just comes down to a numbers game. I love it. And so how does that translate into what you're doing now? So t let's talk about real estate because you're, you're real estate in Atlanta, Georgia, and I, I can't claim I've been to Atlanta in a really long time. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what you're doing to grow your business and what you think, you know, other young entrepreneurs should be thinking about. Um, yeah, so right now, you know, like I had said, my background has been in tech. So after, you know, I stopped working for Lisa, I started um, a B2B SaaS that facilitated mergers, acquisitions, and capital injections of small businesses. Um, you know, we did that, and I had ended up selling my, my shares to, uh, you know, one of my partners. And, um, you know, then, like I said, invested in crypto and um, which, again, you know, I don't, I don't want to claim myself as a crypto person. I mean, I literally just kind of mm -hmm. one night I was like, oh, you know, what the hell? And I put five grand in the Bitcoin and then I sold it, you know, and, and I mean, and then I it made, made a nice profit when it, when it was at its peak. So I definitely don't know a lot about that, but it was kind of, you know, important to, I guess, this story in a sense. Um, and basically, you know, kind of from there, what that did is I think tech is so fun and there's so much opportunity for so much people, but that's not something that I truly love. You know, I, I almost, I, I like the opportunity that it presented um, in the sense that it did not discriminate against my age. It, uh, you know, if anything, that was a benefit. And um, what I was realizing is that I wasn't in love with the product that I was selling. So kind of that whole time, you know, I was watching real estate markets, um, you know, and doing a lot of that stuff. And I even did, you know, a couple flips, uh, you know, I watch HGTV a couple of times and I think I'm, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, but, um, you know, did a couple of those and learned from those and, you know, really gotten connected with the, you know, the investment community in terms of, you know, the real estate investment community. And from there, you know, that kind of just led into a smooth foray into, uh, you know, luxury residential real estate. And then, you know, I was able to draw from my experience, that, you know, in private aviation with kind of that, that first class, you know, top tier service, um, as well as implementing what I had learned in tech, um, you know, to create a, a seamless transaction for my clients. But yeah. So what would you tell, um, you know, what would you tell, there's some young entrepreneurs listening right now, you're, you're a young entrepreneur, what would you give them, uh, what kind of advice would you give them if they're, you know, currently transition to, you know, a couple of different things from, you know, uh, well, oh, you started at a big one too and you're still at a big one, so, you know, jets, 
tech, a couple of businesses, um, you know, and, and real estate now. I mean, what, what kind of advice would you give them on this journey that you've learned up to this point? So something that I'm still in the process of learning, um, you know, one of my flaws is that I like to make everyone happy. And, you know, it's been obviously good to me, but it's also been something that has been a detriment. Um, so something that I would definitely, definitely recommend is that any advice that you get is that no one else knows what they're doing either. Um, you know, so you really have to take advice with a grain of salt. And with that being said, I mean, I've always valued mentorship and, uh, you know, kind of that, that higher level of expertise. But, yeah, I mean, really no one else knows what they're doing either. And, you know, you're on your own path. So it's so important to realize that and just kind of take that action into your own hands. I like that. And I mean, I, I think I understand what you're saying. So, you know, nobody, it's not that they don't know anything. It's that they don't know what's going to be best for you. So they don't know what your exactly. outcome is going to be. So for example, a lot of people ask me questions about their career and about, and about, you know, should they take a new job or should they, you know, go into this venture? And while you can look at analytics, you can look at, you know, there's certain data points you can look at for, okay, what, what a type of career makes or even what, you know, uh, what makes sense in a particular deal. The bottom line is, I'll give you an example, real estate. If you were to tell me, should you go into real estate, I would say there's definitely a lot of opportunity there, and especially in, in Atlanta, Georgia, where you're at. But is it right for you? I don't know if you're going to actually be able to assist clients in real estate. I know there's opportunity there, and I know there's, and I know 100% there's a ton of extremely um, successful people there, and there will be more successful people and in, in that that industry breed. Whether or not that's the one for you, you're really just going to have to stick your toe in the water or just jump all in and find out because nobody knows right. what your outcome is going to be, right? <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, and there's there's so much change, and I think that you, you phrase that so much better than I did because, you know, I definitely didn't mean to come off like, oh, you know, no one else knows anything. You know, I'm, I'm the, you know, highest and mighty, which is not true at all because I think something that's so important is you need to listen to what everyone says. Um, and, you know, kind of their advice and their in input, but you have to realize that they're coming from their perspective as well. And that's just something that's so critical to realize. And, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's what's most important to your journey. So, I mean, I really, I mean, I, I do sure. think it's Sometimes follow, and follow your gut. You, well, you, well, you got very lucky and I shouldn't say lucky. Actually, no, you made a hundred phone calls to get your luck. So you didn't get lucky. You earned having an amazing mentor in the beginning that you are still in contact with. So let me take that word luck out of it. So I talked to, you know, people will ask me, you know, Adam, I don't have a mentor or I don't have the right mentor or how do I find a mentor? I'm going to start sending them to this episode. I'm going to like dog ear it, save it. How do you find a mentor? You do what Chad did. You look at what industry <laughs> you want to go to. You make a list of a hundred, you contact all hundred and maybe one responds and if one doesn't respond exactly. then 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 let's do a, a, a grant cardone 10x move then 10x it right <laughs> do a thousand and i bet you one Absolutely. out of a thousand responds and i bet you there's a thousand of those You'll companies get one. <laughs> if not locally world worldwide there's a thousand i'll tell you that so you'll find right. somebody somewhere that is in a position of power or whatever it is that whatever industry you're looking at if you put in the work 
So I love right. this. I love the episode. I love what you said, Chad, because now I you just saved me a lot of conversations. I want to say, listen to this episode, <laughs> and that's how you find a mentor. From now on, that's what I'm doing, Chad. <laughs> so what's up? So, <laughs> so awesome. tell me what. That's it. So so tell me. So what's next for you? I mean, what's your what's your plans going forward as of this moment? Because we know things change. We're all entrepreneurs. What what do you what do you have up next? Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, at this moment, I'm really just kind of focused on building my, my business in real estate. Eventually, you know, I'd like to move more into the development aspects, you know, and get into multifamily and things of that nature. Um, but right now, I mean, this is the first time in my life, and it's incredible, where I literally wake up excited every single morning. And it, I mean, it, it's a sensation that I I felt like, yeah, I don't think I've ever felt before, you know, that, I mean, I would get excited about things and then, you know, kind of get less interesting, but this is something that I could wake up every single morning um, and always be excited about. That's great. Well, hey, Ted, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. What, where can people find you if they want to connect with you and they want to talk real estate? Where can they find you? Sure. So fortunately, there's not a lot of Chad Carotis's. So if you honestly, if you just Google Chad Carotis, C-H-A-D space D-A-R-R-O-D-U-S, um, it'll have my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my website. So everything right now. Oh, man, I, I'm always jealous of those people. Adam Torres is all over the place. So Chad Carotis, <laughs> you, are a, you are a lucky one. Um, so thank you again for coming on the show. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Listen to Chad's words. You want a mentor, you call 100 people. If you don't do that, then then And, and bring value, too. You that, I mean, that, oh, absolutely. Exactly. And, and bring, you know, but don't just say, hey, do you want, can I, you know, can you mentor me? Say, hey, can I work for you? You know, so it's Great. It, all about adding it. value. You know, it's something that's mutually beneficial. All good. Um, so thank you again um, to listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, on Instagram, at Ask Adam Torres. And if you want to apply to be in one of my upcoming books as a co-author, be sure to head to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. Uh, thank you, Chad, for your time. Have an awesome day. Thanks.